We at West West Woodland Elementary School in Ballard, which is where I went to elementary school, we started the day with prayer. We started with the Lord's Prayer. And then we have the Pledge of Allegiance. Prayer was first. And I remember bowing my head on my table there, my desk in first grade, and praying with my students and my teachers. Back then, my parents had to plan way ahead for meals. Because on Sunday, the grocery stores were closed. There were no sporting events on Sunday. Certainly never any youth sporting events. This is a 1965. Look at how far we've come today. Look at how far we've come. There is no more prayer in schools. All the stores are open on Sunday. There are youth events now on Sunday, sporting events on Sunday. It's almost as if Sunday now is not in any way safe. And this is how far we've come. So how can we, you know, we look at these saints and we think to ourselves, after and thinking about the, the epistle reading of the day, the saints of the Old Testament, they incur, they so much, listen to what. Others suffered mocking, scourging, chains, and they were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were killed with a sword. And we think to ourselves, how in the world can we do this? How can we have that strength? But I submit to you, my brothers and sisters of Christ, that being a Christian witness today requires that kind of strength. The kind of strength that led the saints of the Old Testament and the saints of the New Testament to be martyred, to be stoned, to be sawn in two, to be killed by the sword, as it says in the beautiful epistle reading today. I truly believe that to be a witness for Christ today requires, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that kind of strength. The question is, what, where, where do we have that strength? Now here's the thing. Being a Christian witness is simpler than you think. It's a very, very easy, easy thing. You know, when I was at the University of Washington, in that area there, that quad area, in the 70s, there were, there were people standing in this, in this quad area with their Bibles, and they were proclaiming Jesus, and they were, as people were walking by, they were pointing the finger at people and saying, you're going to be condemned if you don't believe in Christ, and on and on and on. And people were just walking by. Hardly anybody ever listened. So what's the key to being a witness? It's very simple. You know what it is? The key to being a witness for Christ is just simply living a Christian life. It's that simple. Being a Christian witness for Christ is simply leading a Christian life. Which isn't always easy. Leading a life of forgiveness. Leading a life of a peaceful heart in the midst of challenges. Leading a Christ-centered life that is focused on the gospel. And if we do that, people are going to notice. And they're going to come up to you and I and they're going to ask, what's, what's your secret? How do you do this? How do you live in peace with so much turmoil? How do you forgive? How do you love with such depth of heart? 
And that is an invitation for you and I to proclaim the gospel to the person who asks. I love what St. Paul says in his letter to the Romans. St. Paul in his letter to the Romans reminds us, he says, how, the, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. How beautiful is the person who preaches the gospel of Christ. The world needs our the beauty of our witness, mine and yours, my brothers and sisters in Christ. So do not fall into the trap of believing that you cannot do this. You and I, we can do this. Together we can do this. We can be that witness to the world. We can become saints with a capital S. All we have to do is simply live a Christian Christ in your life. The second point first one is, of course, we believe we can't do it. The second point is, some of us may believe we've already arrived. You know? Sometimes people will say to me, Father, I don't need to worry. I know that when I, go, when I die, I'm going to go to hell. I'm like, well, I'm not your sure, because I'm not sure about myself. <laughs> you know? I'm not sure about myself, so I'm glad you're sure about yourself. The, the fallacy that somehow we've already arrived you know, it's interesting, whenever I travel, uh, you know, you're in an airplane, you're sitting next to people, and you're wearing your collar, and, you know, people have a tendency, I sat next to this one gentleman a few years ago in the airplane, I was flying to Fresno, and he go to the monastery for a meeting, and all of a sudden he started telling me about his life, and you know, which is fine, I don't have a problem with that, but he started telling me about his life, and he started telling me about how he was born again, he had gone to a non-denominational Protestant church, he was born again, and the poor guy was very, for lack of a better way of saying it, disillusioned. Because he thought that once he was born again, once he was baptized, once he professed Christ as the Lord and Savior, that all of his problems were just going to go away. So he was really disillusioned. I'm like, my brother, that's not how things work. We never arrive. We are always in the process of arriving. That's why in the beautiful epistle reading today, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Well, my brothers and sisters of Christ, sometimes laying away that weight, sometimes laying away that sin requires more than one confession. Sometimes people say to me, Father, I'm so sorry I have to confess this again. I'm like, why are you sorry? I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're confessing it. Don't apologize. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Sometimes we have to confess the sin over and over and over again before the roots are pulled out of the heart. And we are able to walk that journey of healing. We never arrive. We are always in the process of arriving. We are always in the process, by trust in Christ, of growing in our faith. So I leave you this morning with this thought. You and I, 
We are called to be saints, all of us, with a capital S. We can do this. And in fact, we are doing it right now as we're living our lives in the Christ-centered way. We can do this. And we, yes, we may not ever arrive to this place in fullness here on earth, but we will when we are in Christ in the kingdom of heaven. Remember, the Christian faith, the Orthodox Christian faith, is not a sprint, but it is a marathon. And like an athlete who is dedicated and committed to his or her feet, we too, like Christian athletes, must be dedicated and committed to the gospel of Jesus Christ, must be dedicated and committed to Christ, walk this journey, which we can do, remembering the Christian life is not a sprint, but a miracle to the glory of God. May our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ bless us all and keep us in his care on this day and all.